Welcome to the Life's Hard Succeed Anyway podcast, where you will hear transformational stories, positive encouragement, and practical strategies to help you grow your mindset, reach your potential, live your dreams, and experience a purpose-driven, impact-filled life. Here's your host, Alan Blaine. Okay, this is Alan Blaine with another high-performance tip this week. This week, we're talking about the importance of a vision. The last time I brought a high-performance tip to you was episode 15 when I talked about how you can maximize your success by mastering your mind. And now I want to take it one step further and share with you this week about the importance of a vision, more specifically the importance of you and me and each and every one of us having a clear and compelling vision for our life. And although I'm not going to be talking about depression in this episode, it's pretty apparent that we're facing massive rates of depression all around the world. Even people that are earning a lot of money, they can be famous beyond belief. They can look like they have it all together on the outside. But for whatever reason, these people are losing their way. And I know because I too have lost my way in the past. And in addition to losing my own way and losing my own vision, which is not a great position to be in, it's not a happy place. As I shared in episode one, I've lost a brother, my one and only brother to suicide, who obviously had lost his vision for his life. And a couple of years before that, I lost my loving, sweet sister, Amber, who also had apparently lost her vision for her life and chose to end it. I know how real this can be, and it doesn't always manifest itself in depression, losing your vision, but oftentimes it does. There's many contributing factors, by the way, speaking of depression, it's not just losing one's vision, although that can be a big factor. It could be not enough sunlight. It could be a deficiency in certain nutrients shown to support mental health, such as B vitamins, and omega-3 oils, such as salmon oil, a lack of adequate length of sleep and a lack of quality sleep. I'd even go so far as to say from my own personal experience that unconfessed and unrepentant sin in my life also was a factor in bringing me to some low points in my life. And in this episode, again, it's not on the topic of depression, although if you'd like to hear an episode on that topic or any other topic for that matter, I invite you to reach out to me at the link in the show notes below. I would love to hear any suggestions you may have for future high-performance tip topics that I may be able to share my thoughts on. I believe a lack of vision is what causes people to lose sight of where they are heading and maybe even more importantly, why they are heading there and begin focusing internally on the problems rather than focusing on the vision and therefore the solutions needed to get through the challenges, to get through the hurdles and to arrive at the destination. It leads not only to depression, but a lack of vision can lead to relationship challenges, health challenges, all kinds of other problems. And it causes people to make very poor choices when there's no filter, the vision, to filter possible choices through. Said another way, with a vision, it's much easier to filter out poor choices 
when we can realize that, hey, this choice to do or not to do this thing is either going to or not going to help further the mission of arriving at the destination of accomplishing the mission, the vision. Additionally, we are all created on purpose for a purpose. We were created not just to breathe and eat and sleep, reproduce, and eventually die. If that's one's life with no vision other than that, which really is no vision, there's no sense of excitement. There's no sense of well-being living that way. Ultimately, as one who has put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and believe him and his word and trust his promises that he's given us in the Bible, we know that ultimately the vision for our lives is to serve and honor and glorify him. But how does that play out in each and every one of our unique lives and our own unique abilities and talents and giftings and drives and desires? I love knowing the promise that he's given to each one of us in Jeremiah 29, 11, where he promises that he has good plans for each and every one of us, plans to prosper us, not to harm us, plans for a wonderful hope and a future. And that's so comforting to me to know. It also, as I start thinking about this topic of vision and the importance of having one in our life, I think about how he also says in his word that without a vision, the people perish. And just showing the importance of knowing where we're going, why we're going there, and having that vision before us. It's the vision that a man named Roger Bannister, who was told, as everybody else was told leading up to the mid-1950s, that it was humanly impossible to run a mile in under four minutes. Yet the vision Roger Bannister had for his life, at least in that area of his life, running the one mile and running the one mile in under four minutes, which up until that point had been commonly believed to be biologically, humanly impossible. They truly, genuinely, from what I understand, believe that the heart could not survive running at that speed for that sustained amount of period, nearly four minutes. But Roger Bannister's vision didn't waver Obviously, if it had, he would have never succeeded in breaking the four-minute mile, but he did. He ran the mile in under four minutes. What's crazy about the story is that in all of known recorded human history, it had never been done before. And yet once the vision was shown to the world that it was humanly possible, over the course of the next year, 10 other people did it. In fact, over the course of the next 10 years, something like 360 other people people broke the four-minute mile. That's about, on average, every 10 days. We went through all of recorded history, nobody breaking the four-minute mile, people believing that it was humanly impossible, obviously those people lacking a vision of it being doable, and yet as soon as it was proven that it could be done by Roger Bannister in 1954, Obviously, many others created their own vision that they too could now break a four-minute mile. And on average, over the next 10 years, somebody broke the four-minute mile about every 10 days for the next 10 years, 360 people, which is absolutely mind-blowing. When I start thinking about vision, I think about running a marathon. I ran my first half marathon at age 40. I ran my first full marathon at age 44 and I ran it hard. I was told 
Don't even try to break a four-hour marathon on your first attempt, especially on the hilly course of the Spokane, Washington marathon that I ran. And yet that's just not how I'm wired. I just had to go try to run a Boston qualifying time, which was three hours and 15 minutes had I been able to do that, which I did not. But I didn't fall too far off the mark. I did run my first marathon in three hours and 26 minutes which is, I forget, maybe a seven minute and 53 second mile pace. The reason for telling you that is I was hurting, hurting badly, especially mile 15 through 26 in a lot of pain. As I understand it, most people who drop out of a marathon, who quit running a 26.2 mile marathon, do so around the 20th mile. In fact, more people quit running around mile 20 with six miles to go than people that get to mile 23 or mile 24 or mile 25, which is even further and potentially hurts even worse. Why? Because of the vision. People lose their vision. They lose their vision around mile 19, 20, or 21 to continue. And yet by mile 23, 24, 25, the pain's no less but the vision is much clearer and much stronger and much more believable, I guess. At least that's my philosophy on why most people will drop out around that 20-mile mark much more than in the later miles. And I can relate with that because as you know, the finish line gets nearer, the pain becomes less and less relevant, and finishing the vision, completing the mission becomes more and more front and center and real. And, you know, life is just like that. As soon as we lose our vision, or maybe we never had one, things get really hard. And it gets really easy at that point in life to really start focusing on the problems. And there's always problems, aren't there? There's always challenges. And stop focusing on solutions. When you're focused on the vision and it's clear and compelling and you know where you're going and why, challenges just become like speed bumps instead of mountains that are insurmountable. We focus on solutions. We're more solution focused instead of focusing on problems. You know, as Lewis Carroll said, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. We must have a vision. We must have a clear and compelling direction for our life. And it's also, I think, important and worth noting that the same winds of life, as Jim Rohn said, the same winds of life blow on all of us. We have the same challenges, different but we all have financial challenges of some sort, relationship challenges, health challenges, spiritual challenges, mindset challenges, and more. You know, without a vision for your life, knowing where you desire to go, any road will get you there, right? Because who knows where there is? It's a mystery. But where there is, is that where we want to be? Wherever the wind blows us, is that where we want to end up? And I think the answer is no. And I think that's why you're listening to this podcast, because you realize you have challenges in your life, like I have challenges, like every other guest on this podcast has and will continue to have challenges, but you want to be an overcomer. You are an overcomer. You're a winner. You want your life to count. You want to make an impact, and you know the importance of having a vision and pushing through the pain and the challenges, the 20th mile of the marathon, so to speak, and the blessing in doing so. Maybe a more important question to ask ourselves than even are we happy with the destination we'll end up at as the winds of life blow us is this, 
Is the journey there going to be meaningful and enjoyable? Sadly, most people spend more time planning a vacation, a one-week family vacation maybe, than designing a clear vision for their lives. I know I've been guilty of it. Nicole and I were married at age 20. We spent the first six years, six, seven years of our marriage in construction. And then the next four or five years as a California highway patrol officer, police officer. And you know, my vision, I think about my vision even for my life during some of those times and it's changed. It's certainly changed. And there was definitely times where I really didn't have much of a vision. And as I look back over different seasons of our life, the times when I didn't have a clear, compelling vision of knowing where I was going, being excited about where I was going. And for me, knowing I was positively impacting other people's lives along the way so that the meaning of my life is so much bigger than just living and accomplishing for me, myself and I, and even for my own family, even though they're my first priority. But so many times I've just lost my vision and I can think back to those times of not having a clear vision. And those were some of the most discouraging times. Some of the times when I made the poorest decisions because I didn't have a clear filter to filter those decisions by. I was just drifting, just kind of going with the winds of life. And here's another thing. I believe we were created to accomplish Jeremiah 29, 11, back to that passage, God created us for good plans to prosper us and bless us and for us to accomplish things. Not that it would always be easy, but that it would be worthwhile and that it would be a meaningful life. I think that's his desire for each and every one of us. And when we are living a life void of a vision that gives us the fulfillment that we are impacting lives, that we are accomplishing greater things for the greater good of our families and others, we're in a bad situation. We're much more susceptible to make poor choices to get instant gratification from whatever gratification may come from because we don't have it in the vision that we have for our life. Each day is not exciting in and of itself enough to be on the journey towards a bigger, better, brighter future. And I think that's a big, big part going back to the depression. Again, I said earlier in this episode, I know there's many other factors that lead to depression, but I believe that's a big one. Not having that vision and not being on a journey in life that's exciting where we know, hey, we are not only building for a better tomorrow, but we're positively impacting other people's lives along the way. And then again, we're much more prone to make poor choices and that comes in all shapes, sizes, and forms. Because many people lack vision and life planning, they arrive sadly at the end of their life at a destination that was just determined solely by their circumstances rather than by their own intentionality. Without a clear goal or vision for our lives, we have no destination. Without a destination in mind, how can we create a roadmap? We coast through life feeling lost and directionless. And just as a little sidebar here, I would just encourage you, don't waste time mourning any wasted time and lost direction of your past. Instead, focus on what you want your future life to look like, regardless of your age. The average lifespan is somewhere in the 75 to 80 year old range. I think 78 maybe is the average lifespan. I guess it depends if you're male or female, it's a couple years different, but most people allow their dreams to die internally long, long, long before that. Maybe in their 30s or maybe even mid to late 20s for some, and then just live a life of existence from there on out. Don't let that happen to you because 
You, again, are an overcomer, and I believe you desire to enjoy success in life's most important areas. So I just encourage you to take some time, even if it's just a few minutes, to pause, to stop, to reflect, to think about what you want your life to look like and develop a vision for your life. You don't have to have all your I's dotted and your T's crossed today, but this is something worth designating some time to, at least to begin formulating what is the vision I have for my life. And visions can change. And that's the beautiful part about it. But think about what do you want to accomplish? How many lives do you want to impact? What legacy do you want to leave? And what would have to happen during the remainder of your lifetime, however many more days, weeks, months, or years you may have left for you to get to the end, to look back and say, I like what the dash represents on my tombstone. You know, the dash between the year of your birth and the year of your death, that dash, all those years, all those days in between. What is that going to represent? I think it's really important to put your vision, your goals down in writing so that you can look at them on a regular basis and begin each day with the bigger picture of the end in mind, where you're going, what is the destination, what is the objective, what is the vision for your life? And this will do two things. As I mentioned before, it's going to help us make better choices that are more likely to help get us to this vision. And secondly, it'll give you a reason to push through any struggle, any challenge, any obstacle that may arise along your journey. And we all know there's going to be challenges. I know many of us are in the middle of challenges right now. And the difference between that challenge being an insurmountable mountain and just a speed bump along life's journey is how big is our vision on the other side of that challenge? How clear is it? How compelling is it? How exciting is it? You know, it's never too late. I'm 50 years old. I no doubt have people listening to this podcast of all ages, much older than me, much younger than me. No matter where you find yourself in life, it's never too late to create a new, fresh vision and start making different and better choices. It's great to sit back and take inventory of what do you have now? What is your level of knowledge? What is your education? What is your income? What is your abilities? What connections do you have? And then second, create that vision for where you want to be in three years or whatever timeline you like. And then notice and pay attention. What is it going to take to get me from where I am here today to there on this timeline? And if you don't know, find somebody who has done it. And then fourth, and most importantly, and the step most people fail to ever take is take the first step, start down that path. You know, the wonderful thing about vision is it's bigger than baggage. It does not matter what you have in your past, what failures you may have experienced, how much lack of vision maybe you had in the past. What matters is if you have a clear and compelling vision today, it is never too late to take that first step and literally change your life. So no matter where you've been or where you may be at today, we can always restart, relaunch, refocus, reset, and start with a new vision. I'll close with just a few brief stories that encourage me when I start thinking about age and time and even years wasted in the past and getting off track in different areas of my life. I think about Many people, the, the first one in no particular order, but I think of Ray Kroc and I'm not a McDonald's fan at all, but I am a fan of entrepreneurs and I am a fan of people starting at any 
age and stage of life and creating a better future for themselves and their families. And you may or may not know the name Ray Kroc, but you've probably at some point in your life eaten at one or more of his restaurants because after he returned from World War I, he was struggling as a salesman for many, many years before deciding to get into the dining world. And it wasn't until he was age 59, as I understand, that he decided to purchase a little hamburger stand. And within a few years, he had begun franchising it throughout the entire United States. The name, McDonald's. This name is probably more familiar to many of you, Laura Ingalls Wilder. If you were ever watching the television in the 1970s and early 80s, Little House on the Prairie may have very well been a staple on your weekly schedule, but the tale of the Ingalls family farm life wouldn't exist had it not been written into existence by its namesake, and that is Laura Ingalls Wilder. She was, get this, 65 years old when she decided to write the account of her life growing up in the American Midwest in the late 1800s. And that series was a major hit, as many of you probably know, and stretched out over the course of nine different books. Again, she didn't even begin writing that until age 65. Another one, a lady named Gladys Burl, she was, get this, 86 years old when she made the decision that she was going to complete a marathon, 26.2 mile road race. After a grueling nine hours and 53 minutes, she became an inspiration to many active seniors everywhere by becoming the oldest female runner to ever finish a marathon. Now, I don't know if that has been broken since, but that was the record of her time. And the last one, I love the story. I think of Colonel Sanders, Colonel Harland Sanders. As I understand it, he was in his 60s. He had not been financially successful. He had many failed ventures, had failed over a thousand times traveling around trying to sell his chicken recipe. And it wasn't until age 65 that Colonel Sanders finally had someone purchase his recipe and eventually started franchising his chicken business using his social security check. And today, the KFC brand or Kentucky Fried Chicken operates more than 5,000 restaurants in the United States and more than 15,000 worldwide. So if you're ever tempted to think you're too old to reset, refocus, and relaunch, if you don't have a clear, compelling, strong vision for your life already, think again. It's never too late. And I challenge you, I encourage you, in fact, I urge you to take some time and think about your priorities and think about how you want your life to count, what you want your life to look like, what you want that dash on your tombstone to represent, the legacy you want to leave behind. Create that vision for your life and it will serve you well. It will help to guide decisions that you make on a day-to-day basis. And I can tell you from experience, both having a clear and compelling vision and living times in my life without, it'll make for a life much more rewarding, much more purpose-filled, and much more enjoyable. Look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Until then, this is Alan Blaine. Make it a great day. If you love this podcast, grab some of Alan's free resources on his website at alanblaine.com. Spelled A-double-L-A-N-B-L-A-I-N.com. You can also find links to Alan's Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok there in his contacts page. 
Lastly, if you can leave a five-star review for us on your favorite podcast app, that will get these messages out to more people and it will really mean the world to us. Thanks in advance and make it a great day.